Welcome to the Knife at the Gunfight. I am your host, Dr. Simon Fitzgerald. And if you've never listened before, this is a podcast about violence, surgery, and culture from Baltimore. And I'm publishing a mini-episode today, a part of a recent episode featured on WPFW as part of Shy Wanana Radio. I wanted to release this shorter piece with Baltimore Club Queen TT the Artist for all Baltimore Club aficionados out there. Hope you enjoy it and please check out uh, the rest of our episodes. Self-destruction, raise the city, murder rate. Hate turned this place to a straight murder state. Praying cause the bullets got no names. With them shots go bang through the top of your brain. Got the headline saying, innocent got slain. This is well insane. This is not all lame. Man, my the D got smoke. TT, thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's great to be here. Um, so that uh, track, uh, it was killing me. We cut into it because it's really probably the dopest track of last year that people haven't been listening to uh, with Von Vargas, uh, Martina Lynch, whose lines on that uh, really just uh, blew me away. Black Star, Greenspan, Ill Conscious. How did you get involved in that track and, and what was that experience like for you? Um, well, Vaughn reached out to me and he said that he was getting ready to do this kind of all-star lineup of local Baltimore um, musicians. And so, of course, it was a no-brainer. I just hopped on it, dropped a few bars. Um, it was really collaborative in a sense where we kind of didn't know. It was like playing Exquisite Corpse with music. So it's like, you know, they passed you. You didn't know who said what and what the subject matter um, from the other artists was going to be. But I kind of just took my own spin on it and um, sent them the vocals back and then voila. And Von Vargas did a, a really good job bringing it together because I find it really compelling. And it's different narratives, different styles that come together to give this really amazing representation of Baltimore hip hop that's uh really teaming up with a movement in the city to try to end violence and try to celebrate life. So that's why I wanted to bring you here and shine a light on the work you're doing. Um, I also saw you in Darley Park last year, which is this little community park in northeast Baltimore. And uh, I was surprised to see such an amazing show in a little corner park that I'd never been in before. Can you just tell us real quick how you ended up bringing together that uh, music and dance choreography in that little corner of Baltimore? So, um, a lot of people don't know, but I do have an organization called Artist Land Productions, and it's basically um, the umbrella that I put all my community work in. You know, I have a big background in community arts and working in the creative field and nonprofit world. So, I teamed up with a friend of mine named Whitney Frazier, who's a community artist based in Baltimore, and she showed me Dolly Park and how they're getting ready to do some renovations and they reached out to me because they wanted to do a big outdoor um, opening and it was great because it was right along the time they were doing Baltimore Light City which is an outdoor um, multimedia festival and so it was awesome that I got a chance to be a part of it and they asked me to coordinate the music and talent it's one of the things I love to do and so we got involved with Be More Than Dance and TSU Dance Crew which are two amazing dance organizations in Baltimore City and you know, we made it happen. It was great to see those kids out there. I had so much fun doing it. It was a lot of fun. It was a cold day, but the quality of the performance was just um, incredible. And actually, what I realized when I was parking my car to go to that show, the only time that I'd ever been on that block before was um, when I was doing a sacred space ritual with Baltimore Ceasefire. And that's where whenever someone has been uh, killed 
um, by violence in the city, uh, we go and try to be present in that space, do a prayer, do a ritual, say their name. And I had done that just down the street from that park a couple of months before you did that show. So it really resonated with me, and I really appreciated it. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on the show today um, and shine a light on uh, not only your community work you're doing, but professionally you're blowing up right now. I heard you on Insecure last week. I heard you on saw Yara Shahidi dancing to you on Grownish last season. <laughs> and uh, I know you've been dropping teasers for this movie Dark City Beneath the Beat. Do you want to talk about that at all? Yeah. Um, so Dark City Beneath the Beat is my first independent feature film that I am, you know, entering the film world as a director. So first time directing a feature film, not first time directing. I've directed many of my music videos and it's kind of fun because this film allows me to get to play with the traditional um, techniques of documentary and storytelling, but also mix that with a very um, fantasy and uh, music video aesthetic. So uh, the film is a musical documentary about the rising Baltimore club music and dance culture. Uh, we're looking at premiering it in 2019 and wrapping the film up this year. And hopefully we'll get to do a few private screenings prior to that. We'd really like to get it in the um cinema festivals and you know film festivals just really want to set it up where this film is about you know shedding light on a positive culture happening in baltimore which is the baltimore club music and dance culture as well as profiling baltimore as a city and the talent that's coming out of baltimore uh, bet and uh the trailer that you dropped so far not only is the choreography uh really impressive but I thought cinema, cinematographically it was really well done, so I'm super excited. Thank you so and much. I'm excited about the work you're doing. Um, and uh, you were telling me you just dropped uh, a new single, uh, Payroll. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just dropped a new single called Payroll. The video is streaming now on YouTube and also at Lady Gun. Um it's a really awesome female woman empowerment anthem all about, you know, being a boss, owning owning things and getting your money, you know. So it's like shout out to Stars. He's a artist featured on it and shout out to Mighty Mark on the production. But it's available on all digital retailers now and definitely check out the video. We want to get those numbers up. All right. Hopefully we'll play into that as uh, at the end of our um, interview. But uh, I wanted to talk about uh, also you have a new record label is that right club queen records yeah club queen records so um on top of all the projects i have going on um i'm gearing up for the debut release on my first label uh club queen records which is a digital record label um that specifically releases exclusive music releases by women specifically a premier platform for women of color in hip-hop dance and R&B musical genres is really just you know a platform where I felt like in Baltimore I was starting to get um, a lot of recognition for kind of you know being a voice for the city and not just a regular voice but a woman in this business and a black woman at that and you know I was really inspired by what DJ K Swift started you know as she was globalizing the Baltimore club music sound um, and just club queens in general is not about TT the artist but it's about women that are owning and running the music game and us coming together and collaborating and you know when I initially set out to do this I knew the legacy that fell behind it and the, the reference and I was like you know I would hate for this to end up in the wrong hands and I said well, you know hip-hop is such a, a commercialized um, genre of music now you know that's really black you know what I'm saying and I just want to have a platform where we have the first dibs at taking ownership of 
our labels, our sounds, and it's just time that we shift that narrative of you know not a, not enough support for women artists who are in who exist in different spectrums of the music atmosphere. So that's what Club Queens Records is about, and you know we about to drop our first project, which is actually the best of both worlds. Jersey Club meets Baltimore Club, um, featuring my girl Unique. So me and Unique. A representing for the Jersey and Baltimore Club, and we joined up and linked up, and this project is dropping on August 31st, Club Queens, the EP, Part 1, and you know, it's going to be crazy. And, you know, I appreciate the reference. Uh, Kay Swift was not murdered, but she died from a traumatic injury, and uh, I've been saying that I feel like Baltimore is haunted, um, both by this unrecognized history that is you know behind and underneath all of our interactions and also the people who are gone too soon um, and I think K-Swift is one of them um, and so all respect due to the legend of Baltimore Club music K-Swift but now I feel like the first club queen yes ever. indeed but, it, but you are now the reigning queen of Baltimore Club music is that fair to say? <laughs> I mean I don't even want to like put the title on me I, I really I, where I'm at with it is I want all the girls that's running the clubs to know that they're queens and so it's just you put those two words together I just feel like it's the epitome of the movement of where music is going right now so let's just start taking ownership of it and just you know let's start showing people what we're really about you know because we got this you know women are are so powerful and we can hang with the boys we got heartbeats just like the boys and you know we're gonna shake it up um, so, you know, we're uh, live on the air in Washington, D.C. I know we're also blowing up your social media oh, yeah. right now. What's that? <laughs> um, but also, what else you got going on in the Baltimore, D.C. area coming up you want to let people know about? Um, you actually, I have a live performance coming up this Saturday uh, with Red Bull and Fico, which is a social project that Red Bull is doing uh, inside of Baltimore, where they're bringing entrepreneurs together and artists. And I'll be performing at the block party happening this Saturday. Um, I go on around 9 o'clock, I believe. And they are featuring DJ Diamond Cuts, DJ Troll Nature, and then a whole lot of boss women on the lineup. It's going to be so fun. So you guys got to come out. It's going to be at the Hollins Market in Baltimore. Nice. And um, I was asking you about this. Maybe you want to talk about it on the air. This distance between Baltimore Club and DC Go Go music. Are you a fan of DC Go Go music? Oh yeah, I mean I love any music that kind of. I enjoy music that has a vibe to it that gets you feeling good. You know, there's something interesting about dance music, go go music, club music. Like it's it's meant to get you moving. You right. know what I mean? You could be having a bad day, but then when you hear the drums come in and the horns and the you know percussion, you're just kind of like instantly in a better mood. And I think that's the power of music. All right, and uh, so. Don't be afraid of go-go music if you're from Baltimore <laughs> and D.C. Open up to Baltimore Club Music, T.T. the Artist. And anything you want to say before we wrap up? Um, you know, you can all follow me at T.T. the Artist and, you know, Club Queen Records, Dark City Beneath the Beat. It's all coming, man. Let's stay connected. New video out, payroll. Make sure you go see that on YouTube. And uh, if you haven't heard that uh, Baltimore Ceasefire track from Von Vargas, go online and listen to it right now. It is the most slept on track of the last year, in my opinion. 
Um, and before we wrap up, hopefully we'll, we'll close out to a uh, uh, playing of that payroll, of a clip of that payroll song. Uh, the media sentence repeated offenses are the biggest ventures of the week and the street just feed the agendas while they reaching for extensions they keeping attention they bleed a magenta ain't no peace the police is deep in contention singing the innocent drop in and big in the boxes we singing the toxic waves of all of the villainous popping what's the synopsis cease fire when your brothers put that energy in something worth loving the balance never got our 40 acres so you know we steal them never learn to love our neighbors so you know we killed them Self-paid, got us out here setting death dates In a prison, well-paid, screaming that we self-made Don't you understand, this is chess, that's a checkmate And they love to catch us, enslave us with a cellmate it's a massacre, I just speak the truth like a pastor does I lost my brother to my shedding blood Rest in peace, Mel, die from the heat shells You in God's hands, so you still beat hell It's real how it goes down Cold in these streets still, selling these soul now It's something like retail, that's why I speak peace I'ma tell the streets reach higher Drug murderers to retire I'ma do this till I'm covered in dirt and meet sire It's a movement in the verse, tell them cease fire uh. Product of this environment, cycle after cycle Dream to playing ball, could've been the next Michael Or the next Obama See, he really was a scholar Made a promise to his mama If he made it out of college Changed the world and shipped the mountains Just to get her out the projects Born in 99, read a zoology Another black body on an Insta feed Hashtag ceasefire, rest in peace, rest in peace. And uh, I wanted to read a piece that I just published on uh, Medium uh, That you can find under my name And that piece uh, is called Taylor Hayes and the Red Lines of Baltimore on July 5th, seven-year-old Taylor Hayes was shot while sitting in a car in southwest Baltimore uh, on a drive home from a summer outing. Despite the best efforts of a world-renowned trauma center, she succumbed to her injuries two weeks later. While Taylor was in the hospital, another child was murdered in northeast Washington, D.C., the 10-year-old Makia Wilson. Taylor's murder, the 155th in uh, Baltimore this year, shook the city. Days after her death, dozens of activists from the Baltimore ceasefire movement went to the block where she was shot for a sacred space ritual. Our goal was to spread healing, love, and light in the space where Taylor's life was cut short. Her family and neighbors, however, had already put in their own piecework on that block. Hundreds of community members gathered with them, closing down a portion of Edmondson Avenue to celebrate life the day after her death. As we burn sage for our sacred space ceasefire ritual on Lindhurst and Edmondson, the rain gathered into a furious thunderstorm. As the sky rumbled, it occurred to me that Taylor's death was like the thunderclap, demanding the city, wake up! Unfortunately, during the same weekend, four people were murdered and 14 were shot. There was no respite in the violence despite this tragedy. Now there's enough pain and anger already in the place where someone is being killed, so we try not to bring any of that negative energy when we do a sacred space ritual. Nevertheless, as I left the ceremony, I felt myself getting angry, yelling inside, For what? Like that Abrock song inspired by Ceasefire that commands us, Stop dying over streets that ain't yours. Driving home on Edmondson Avenue, it seemed no accident that this city's worst tragedy would occur where it did. Taylor was the eighth person so far this year killed in the Edmondson Avenue corridor. This post-war development is a famous case study in structural violence described in the book Blockbusting in Baltimore. What began as an all-white development changed within a decade to a de facto segregated all-black community as news media drove a panic 
and aggressive real estate agents drove the price down to selling white families and overcharged black families looking for decent housing. The divestment in the community that followed mirrored the developments in other predominantly black areas of the city. As rec centers and libraries closed, students studied and continue to study in aging buildings with failing heat and evidence of lead in the water. And the divestment continues to this day. Current Governor Larry Hogan chose to decline federal funding for the appropriately named Red Line Subway that would have had two stops in the Allendale and Edmondson Village areas in favor of state investment in rural and suburban highway construction. When we go to the location where murders occur, the divestment is often painfully obvious as we stand in the ruins of a great American city. We do this to say the names of those who die in our city with no obituary, to say, we see you. If we don't, I fear these deaths, like these underappreciated histories of structural violence, will remain invisible and haunt our interactions like ghosts to deadly effect. However, the ritual in Lyndhurst was different, not only because the whole city knew her name, but there were few abandoned ho uh, homes on the block, and the laughter of children was audible as whole families watched from their porches as we performed our ritual. It was a reminder that our work to end violence is not only about the finality of death, but the possibility of life and our shared future if we choose to embrace it. This is why our anger and frustration is directed uh, at those who continue to neglect, divest, and marginalize communities affected by violence, as well as it is directed at the shooters. This is why we demand that the shooters put down their weapons and choose life over death. We also ask that Baltimoreans be present and show love in affected communities, and we demand that the politicians, wealthy institutions, and individuals recognize the history of structural violence and invest in the future of Baltimore and our most traumatized communities. There are underlying historical traumas driving the violence in our city, but we are not just angry, we are hopeful and inspired. We can choose, we can choose to overcome our past. We can choose to celebrate life and create wealth in historically redlined communities in Baltimore. Thanks for joining us on Knife at the Gunfight. This will be the last episode of Season 2 as I am moving to Brooklyn to start up a new position as a trauma surgeon and surgical intensivist. So while I focused on my craft, I'll take a 6-12 to 12 month sabbatical from my work on the podcast. But hope to see you again in 2019 and thanks again for your support. Boy, I don't love you. I be lying. Payroll, get the paper all the time. I just tell you that so you can rack it up. You just tell me that cause you just trying to. Boy, I don't love you. I be lying. Payroll, get the paper all the time. I just tell you that so you can rack it up. You just tell me that cause you just trying to. Burgundy, the letters where the purse is, ayy. Pictures no filter cause you're perfect, ayy. Shake it for me, mama, it's your birthday, ayy. Starting on these cause they lurking, ayy. Who just getting big, but you getting bigger. Do it on your own cause you don't need no new. Unless you want the D, I might just sling it to her. Ride my pony, if she like it, I might sing it to her. 
With shorty on the block, then the block hot In the hood with the dealers at the dope spots Spent some money on the girl and I ain't seen her since I call her phone every day and then she tell me this Boy, I don't love you, I be lying Get the paper out of time.